Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Classic Down and Dirty Masterpiece. On the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer, Holly Roberts, and we are all here at Minneapolis College of Art and Design, where we are taking part in Project Down and Dirty Masterpiece. And part of Project Down and Dirty Masterpiece is the fundraising angle. And we have a new way to raise funds for our charity, Upstream Arts, and you, the listener, have one hour to make our next fundraising goal happen. And uh, if you do, there's a very special prize just waiting for you. Okay, so we have a lot of stories. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot of things that happen. 24 hours in and we've got oh, stories. trust. So um, we've got stories and we want to tell them to you, but we can't tell them to you until we raise some more money. We are releasing a story for each $100 we raise. Ooh, uh, I like that. Thank you. Yeah, we it just come came up, up with, with some stories. No. But- no, there are plenty. Trust me, We've got enough for there are plenty. Anyway. Uh, so, what we're trying to do is in the next hour, with from between now one o six p.m. and two o'clock, we need to raise a hundred dollars. We have fifteen dollars at present. We need we to see this. that figure grow to one hundred fifteen dollars in order to release. A dirty story. (laughs) No, not dirty. But, you know, I was trying to go with the project on a dirty angle. It's not dirty, but it's, you know, there's a degree of deliciousness. Let's just say our first evening last night uh, began with a bang. Let's uh, put it this way. Um, Oh, no, you can't give anything away. Yeah. Just know, we promise you, we will deliver on a story if you help us raise $100 within the next hour for our charity, Upstream Arts. And it's very easy to do that. And and by the way, that $100 turns instantly into $200. Indeed, because there's a match. And the match, again, comes from... Uh, From our charity's matching sponsor, the Graham Smith team, Keller Williams Realty. Uh, So... Dollar for dollar, they are going to match your donations up to $2,000. And so, if you want to hear some juicy stories from the house, the coordinates of which our friend uh, Steve Patterson already has has disclosed, um, we will share that story. I am still not over that. I I am not either. What was he thinking? Not that I care, because like, you know, come see us. Uh, We won't answer the door, probably, but we'll look at you through the window and be like, we'll wave. I mean, I would at least give you a wave. I might not even get up from they wherever I'm sitting. They do have, um, there are, uh, the, the, um... How are you doing? Good. Are you in there? The sidewalk is electrified. <laughs> That's true. There's also a moat around there the is house. There a moat, and there and we are have alligators. alligators. <laughs> yeah. um, I do, can I just say one thing really quickly yeah. about the house? Do you know what I find to be really interesting about houses in general? It seems like no matter what you do, <laughs> you know... You know what I like about houses? Houses in general. It's not as dumb as it sounds. Whenever you have a lot of people in a house, 
you may think like there's so many other rooms that you would congregate in. The kitchen is always where everybody ends up. True. Mm-hmm. Always. And yeah. so we spent a lot of time in the kitchen last night. Okay. Yeah. So all stories took place in the kitchen. Look, we want some people who with want some hot pipe. goss. Amber yep. wants some hot goss. Who's Amber? Ooh, Do you know her? she donated. She just donated. Thank oh, you, thank Amber. You, You've Amber. done your part. Yes, to Upstream Arts. Now, here's the cool thing, too, um, about donating. is uh, it, You don't have to donate the whole $100. You don't have to take that on. Uh-uh. Know that there's a team of people, but each of you has to commit to donating what you can in order to get this story out of us. Uh, yeah, and I imagine there'll be some stories tonight. Uh, I did not witness the story. I think that you're going to share it. If I don't even know three. which one I'm going to share. Oh, okay. That's how many there are wow um i will say though uh here uh, this here's the tease here's the tease we had to be here by nine o'clock this morning to start our first project and um there was i was i had concerns about whether some of us one of us was gonna make it Hmm. at 9 a.m um just i wasn't sure that one of us would be up to arriving it's not one not one of us We, I knew we would all be here, easy peasy, no problem. Um, but w- one of the members of the MyTalk staff, who shall remain nameless until 2 o'clock, should you all do your part and help us raise some money for Upstream Arts. Um, also, you know, let's, let's also tell people a little bit about the project that we did today. And what we're going to do. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Works. So um, one of the most fun parts of Project Down and Dirty is that we actually get to get down and dirty and do some projects. Hey. And today we did our first project or the first half of our first project, which is uh, bronze metal casting. So we're actually going to create this beautiful piece of artwork. Well, we think it's going to be beautiful mm-hmm. um, out of molten bronze. And that's going to be the second half of uh, our project. Uh, after we get done with the show, we're actually going to pour the bronze. So this morning... We started the process of creating a design. We actually drew a design out, came up with a a design between the three of us. Holly did a really good job of sketching that out. Colleen sort of, you know, uh, created the... I was the, the tracer. You were the tracer, and then I kind of um, traced it onto the sand. And then uh, we went about the business of actually drilling, essentially, into the sand to remove some of the parts so that the bronze will have a place to fill up and show the design that we created. It was mm-hmm. really cool. It was really, really yeah. cool. And what's also really cool about it is if you are at our gallery opening on Friday night, you'll have the opportunity to bid on it. Yeah. Is that and the one is- we're auctioning off? Yeah, I think both things. I think you'll be able to purchase okay. the, the uh, prints that we do from the screen printing exercise that we're going to do tomorrow. And then um, you'll be able to bid on the actual piece of bronze sculpture that we uh, are creating. That I mean, I'm kind of bummed that we don't get to like, have it in our home because how often do you get the opportunity to create a beautiful, well, again, beautiful is nigh the beholder, mm-hmm. uh, but a piece of unique artwork out of bronze. And it's quite significant, I would say... Uh, you know, two, maybe not quite two feet. Yeah, but like a one a and, a half and a half feet. Yeah. A uh, foot and a half by a foot or something, a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's going to be, I mean, it's going to be, have some weight to it because again, it is bronze. Um, but yeah, it's a really, it's going to be a really cool project and we're really excited about it. Um, also, I wanted to mention that, um, we did get another donation. And so okay. again, yeah. we are trying to get up to $115 by two o'clock and we will release a story about something that happened last night uh, at Project Down and Dirty 
masterpiece. Uh, and I want to say thank you to Rebecca because she has donated to our charity, Upstream Arts. And, and she wants to hear the gossip. Let's be honest. Y'all want to hear it. Y'all want to hear the gossip. <laughs> The gossip. Can, can we just be honest no, about what's funny? No. Okay. We just were alerted no. to something very funny and we're laughing. You guys were it. a little loopy because, you know, well, we did get to, I got, like, I got a decent amount of sleep last night. The problem is it was in a, a new place and you know how you sleep the first night in a new place and you're kind of waking up a lot. Well, okay. This yeah. teases the actual story as well. I'll just say it this way. Um, every hour when I woke up, all I could hear was uh, one singular voice yeah. ob- above all else. So, and that went on until 2 a.m. So, there are stories. Trust us. Just trust. Oh, okay. Well, it looks like we'll be telling a story at 2 o'clock. Why? Yeah. Because. Oh, wow. You guys, you came in. <laughs> yeah, they really okay. did. Okay. That's fantastic. Yeah. Now, y'all have to wait for a little while because we promised in a well, little no. Linda is a big spender. Thank well, you, thank Linda. Yay. Now, um, if we keep adding to that total, we'll tell another story Ooh. after the first story. Yeah, there you go. Right? Yeah. So we'll yeah. tell two stories yeah. if we have to. Yeah. So for every $100, there will be another story. Okay. Uh, and uh, when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, um, we want to unveil a new segment. Mm. We're very excited about this segment. And um, we will we'll tell you about it after this <laughs> wow, on the Colleen. Sell it. Well, cause I don't want to give away the razzle dazzle. Yeah. It's a good segment after this on my talk. One Oh seven one dollars. We raise on the Colleen and Bradley show a project down in dirty masterpiece. We will release one story about things that happened off camera, off microphone between the walls of the house we were staying in, in an undisclosed location, uh, on the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. And in order to donate, in order to find out what we're doing and, and, you know, where we are and what's going on, you just go to MyTalk1071.com, keyword masterpiece. That's where you can donate. But also remember, if you want to come to our party on Friday night, our big gallery opening, you can still do that. We still do have tickets available. We'd love to have you here. Uh, and I can, I can just tell you right now, I think the reunion show is going to be something special. And so, uh, you can get your your VIP tickets to that also online at mytalk1071.com. Now, I did say we were going to unveil a very special, special segment on the Colin yes. Bradley show. Our new segment is entitled Genitales. 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 We have no opener for this segment, but Yet. it's basically a, a, um, a continuance of a conversation that began yesterday. So um, you'll remember that Jenna Dewan, of course, uh, was married to Channing Tatum, and then they uh, divorced, and that apparently came as a shock. And we only learned that because she has created, or uh, she has not created, she has written a book, and I'm trying to get the name of the book. Do you guys remember? I think what it's the name actually called Genitales. No, it's no, I'm just not, kidding. It's not absolutely. that clever. And it's called uh, Holy Basil. No, that's not the name <laughs> of the book. One of you Google it. Um, anyway, <laughs> we'll get right on. I want to no, because I want to uh, make sure that I tell you about this book. So the book itself is not just. I thought it would just be an accounting of sort of her life. It's kind of an autobiography. 
Gracefully you. Oh, that's yes, right. Gracefully you. Finds, it sounded like a multi-level marketing scheme. Yes, finding beauty and balance in the everyday. And in addition to like personal anecdotes, it also has, uh, for example, like advice on what crystals to carry around to remove in your, your depression and anxiety, um, among other very questionable things like what tea will make you calm and whatever. It's it's essentially her entrance into the lifestyle brand experience. Well, right. within that book of lifestyle kind of um, stuff, I'll leave it kindly, um, she's also actually talking about her divorce pretty candidly from Channing Tatum. And um, it just sounds so completely familiar that I want to read a little bit, and I want you guys to tell me what you think about this, okay? Okay, tell us your genitals. Um, again, this is Jenna Dewan. She's 38. She and Channing Tatum broke up, and right before they realized that they were going to call off their marriage... Oh, did they never get married? No, they got married. How call off just means getting a divorce. Called off their marriage. Yeah. That I to think me it just sounds like... Getting- Can we? I don't know. Are you sure? They did get married. Okay. Anyway, quote, (laughs) I'd come to realize the dynamic I was in wasn't serving me, nor was it serving my daughter. First and foremost, I had to accept this realization that it's not working and had moved into hurting. Okay. Um, she doesn't talk about what that actually means, but then she... Like, what kind of hurting are we talking about? I mean, is that about? a place in New Mexico? Yeah. The, hurting New Mexico? <laughs> the public saw Channing and I in this idealized, romanticized light, she writes about that time in her life. This made things difficult for me because I like being as honest and real as I can. Hold on. Can I pause it right there before you go further? Yeah. Because the thing that's irritating about that is the reason people see people in a certain light is because of how they present themselves. And I'm not trying to like, I am blaming them though. Like you can't say that was really hard to keep up when you were the one that like put the seed out there in the first place. Well, I would, you know, like I would just frame it in a different way. Like if I were, I would say, you know what, um, there's a public side of me and a private side and the public side you didn't, or the public side you saw didn't match up to the, what was actually going yeah. on in private, which is kind of the frustrating thing about being, you know, like you share something that people I think can wrap their minds around. She goes on to say, here's the honest truth about my breakup. Again, this is Jenna Dewan talking about her and, and Channing Tatum's breakup quote. Here's the honest truth about my breakup. Yes, I carried a rose quartz in my bra. And yes, I took herbal supplements to help me heal. But also my mom flew in to be by my side and I called my friends late at night to sob into their ears. You need to embrace it and allow everything positive and productive to be a part of the process. It is very important to surround yourself with people who lift you up. Which is just the most like completely broad you're not she she says i'm gonna give you the honest truth and then proceeds to give me nothing no honest or truthy in Mm -hmm. the sense that like okay you you were upset and you had people around you that helped that's probably a pretty like common experience why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them with royal caribbean you don't just go to the beach you visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in north america you don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. 
Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Clients, huh. right? Yeah. It doesn't seem, but it's that thing that celebrities do so often where they, they tell you, I am going to share something very meaningful mm-hmm. and true about mm-hmm. what happened to my experience. And again, it's like, no, you're just painting what actually happened in a way that makes your public image appear a certain way, which again is why you're doing it in a book about your lifestyle brand. Right. Because you want to sell that. Right. You're and- not actually giving me like the the ugly cry where you were like snotting on the side of your, yeah. you know, thing and you were calling uh chanting four letter words etc. Like that's the real stuff that people can relate to because everybody has been through a breakup before. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. And yeah, you're right. It will again. And it goes back to actually what I just said, which was people will see the, the image that you put forward is the image that people will accept. So just saying, Oh no, you don't understand. It was really messy. Doesn't make it so you know, it makes, and then if you're going to follow up, it was really messy with, I called friends and cried. Yeah. That doesn't sound really messy to me. That just sounds no, like. it just sounds, again, and like meanwhile, rough, you're yeah. drinking holy basil tea and putting rose quartz in your boobs. Mm. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we have some celebrities behaving badly. We call them D-bags. And we want to tell you about them after this on My Talk 1071. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Welcome back. Welcome back. And we've got some celebrities behaving badly to tell you about. We call them D Bags. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. Who's your D Bag, Colleen? It kind of hurts me to say this just because I had a really long conversation with our friend Steve Patterson last night about this very person, Uh um, Kelly Ripa. Why were you talking about Kelly Ripa? Well, because, you know, he does, uh, Steve Patterson does a lot of work. Oh, yeah, you're right. On uh, live with Kelly and um, Ryan. That's his name. That guy. That guy. Uh, Anyway, so, uh, like, he says she's like a really nice person. And then I was like, oh, okay, now I can't really say anything. Yeah, but he only sees one side. That's true because this is ridiculous. Okay, so. Kelly Ripa was on uh, Jimmy Kimmel Live, and she was talking about her 22-year-old son who uh, moved to Bushwick, Brooklyn, after he finished his studies at the New York University. Um, and now he's having to uh, live um, separate from the fat of the land of his parents. Okay. And uh, she what says... What you do when you're an adult? Yep. She says, I think he loves the freedom, but he hates paying his own rent, and he's chronically poor. And then she Ooh. said, oh, now here's where it gets, this is like, that was bad, right? Mm-hmm. I don't think he ever really experienced extreme poverty like now. Okay. <sighs> extreme poverty. So maybe she doesn't understand what that phrase actually means. Must not. Yeah. Because, um, you know, I think she's trying to say very, like, I think she's trying to be cute and say, like, he doesn't have the luxuries that he's used to. Yeah. 
there's a major difference between experiencing extreme poverty and not having millions of dollars at your fingertips. Yeah. Right? There's well, a large chasm between the I think there's the a way to explain what she uh, is trying to illustrate without having to you know, use terms like extreme poverty. Yeah. Like, right, you get it. Like, when you're away from home for the first time and you realize, oh, mommy and daddy aren't there to make sure the refrigerator is stocked mm-hmm. and they're not there to make sure that the laundry is done or whatever it is that or you're used to when you're at home. Or the electric bill gets paid on time. Yeah, exactly. Or your rent, et yep. cetera. All of those things are taken care of. But to call that extreme poverty, one can only hope she was laughing as she said that, meaning it was so absurd that she would be using that term. But I would not that is not the way i would choose to describe it no. because even my worst day that is having zero money in my bank account i never experienced extreme poverty extreme poverty is like a long extended i mean that is a, a state of being um that is that typically cannot be fixed by uh, mom and dad sending a $20 It's generally not experienced by upper middle class people. usually, no, correct. And I wouldn't even call them upper middle class. I would imagine they're... Straight upper class. Extremely wealthy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They're one percenters. (laughs) Yeah. So, I just, that was, she's been you big today. Yeah, that's not Mm -hmm. not your best choice of words, Kelly. No. Mm -hmm. Maybe you should talk to Steve and let him know. I'm going to have him pass that on to her. I think that's a good idea. To put it into context, page six reports that Kelly Ripa makes about $20 million per year for life with Kelly. This is really funny. We actually did a full exercise on that last night. Mm -hmm. Um, By the way, if you want to actually hear actual stories from last night not oh, yeah. not about us googling uh the income of ryan Seacrest and Kelly Ripa. To bed. yeah those kinds of things uh we're we need to earn some money we need to raise some money for our charity upstream arts so we just need you to go to mytalk1071.com keyword masterpiece and right there you can donate to team colleen and bradley and upstream arts we uh we've really we will be releasing at least one story yep. um but we need to get about a hundred dollars more if you want to hear more stories all right so while you're making your contribution i want to share with you my d-bag uh rob kardashian is not my d-bag okay he is the subject of your led me to choose my d-bag and uh the d-bag in question today is entertainment tonight it's It's a real good show only it's trash and so is chris jenner because i'm assuming it's her that fed them this story here's a headline (laughs) i saw uh rob kardashian and it's filed under news Mm. rob kardashian looks noticeably slimmer oh now i lost it noticeably slimmer at kim kardashian's 39th birthday party okay okay so let me ask you a question yeah what do we know about Rob Kardashian? Rob Kardashian is uh, the most reclusive yep. Kardashian. Mm-hmm. He has had struggles with his weight. Well, even like weight aside. Okay. I don't even care about that. Socks? He, he has a sock company. Yep. Um, but he doesn't um, show up very often. He's very reclusive. Yeah. So he's seen in public. For Entertainment Tonight to lead with the thing, you know, like, instead of saying Rob Kardashian has been seen in public for the first time, that's kind of crazy, especially with, you know, his sisters, um, to make the story about his, quote, noticeably slimmer uh, body means one of two things. One, it means two things. One, 
E.T. is trash mm-hmm. because you don't lead with a person's body. Like, right. I would hate to ever see a headline that says Bradley Trainer, you know, walks out the door looking like a hefty, you know, half a lump or cinch sack or whatever it is. <laughs> um, or, okay, so that's true. They're yep. trash, uh-huh. yes. And um, I feel like this is coming from Chris Jenner. Ooh, the call is coming from inside the house. Because that's the only thing, whenever you see something about rob kardashian's weight i feel like it's chris jenner because she's like that's the only thing we have with him is like we need to show people that he's getting on his fitness because frankly in between all the like black china drama and everything remember when that all happened before and after it was all about his weight yep and that is like a common theme with him and it's i feel like a lazy theme that chris jenner employs to get his name in headlines again this is not the first headline by the way this week that i've seen about rob kardashian being seen in public noticeably slimmer now can i also point out he must have been real big because he don't look noticeably slimmer so that's which if we're going to talk real brass tacks like if you're going to make me pay attention to his weight at least show me that he's quote noticeably slimmer well i would also take it one step further at least show him yeah because the the footage that they share is of like um a pan and scan of him at the table and then there's this other there's this other thing they're pointing to which is essentially the backs of of his his legs legs as they walk down a hallway yeah so there's something about that that's just bizarre also can i just i mean for these okay if you want to try to tell me that celebrities don't beg for the paparazzi to find them and take the pictures, um, Rob Kardashian leaves the house. Mm-hmm. I have no doubt. Every day. He goes places. Yeah. He probably goes to grocery stores. Mm-hmm. He might even go to coffee shops. He Maybe he goes for a walk down the street. I mean, he leaves the house, and yet somehow we have never seen... We have not seen a picture of him in months. And can I also share with you some of the quotes? Please. That the source, Chris mm. Jenner, Chris Jenner, has uh, given to ET. Now these come from an earlier story uh, from the summer uh, that said he was taking his health seriously and has been working out and eating better. Well, good for him. But like, first of all, it's not like he was on my six hundred pound life. Like, if he put on some weight. People do that, I mm-hmm. want you to know. Mm-hmm. There are different times in people's lives where they put on weight, mm-hmm. and then they might lose weight. Yep. It might be a little weight. It might be a lot of weight. Unless it's like, you know, he's literally having to be, like, moved around or, like... Airlifted out of I the mean, house. Like, why is that an issue versus, say, Khloe Kardashian putting on 20 pounds? Right. Or Kim Kardashian putting on a certain amount of weight? But to, like, constantly make that his calling card? They go on to say, Rob wants to be around as long as possible for his daughter Dream. Like, he's going to just die right. because he put on 20 pounds? Well, and, like, yeah, the, I, I also hate that value judgment of, like, that... that because the opposite, the flip side of that is that anybody who is overweight clearly doesn't really care about their children, which is not true. Do you yeah, see what like, I'm saying? Yeah, well, and just the notion that they're like, like, 
okay, being healthy means a lot of things, sure. But doesn't everybody want to be healthy? Right. And just because somebody's outsides look a certain way doesn't mean their insides aren't rotting. Right. Like, you don't know what somebody... like to So to judge that I mean, that Kim Kardashian thing, is cinching her own organs, yes. for goodness sake. So to judge just that thing with him to me and to do it repeatedly such that it's like now a part of... Like, mm-hmm. I mean, it gets us all thinking about like, the next time we see a picture of Rob Kardashian, what are we going to look at? His waistline. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, do you think that ultimately, too, that it's a larger picture strategy no for Rob Kardashian? Yeah, right. Sorry. For Rob Kardashian, in as much as that the Kardashians have always pushed this body image narrative, well, yeah. and it goes back like a decade at least. Well, and I was going to say, it's like he's taking up the mantle that Chloe used to have, right? Yeah. which was the poor Chloe ma- mantle. And then it was the Chloe is really working on her fitness mantle. And then it was the revenge body mantle. And now it's the like, I don't even know what she is now. It's now it's like extreme Photoshop mantle. Yeah. So I do. I feel like nobody was. I, I mean, but were I also people wondering that, like, where Rob was? Like, I was Rob really. was like literally living in a closet because he was too fat to be shown to oh, the outside world. And they were and they actually talked about being embarrassed that they actually openly talked about being embarrassed that by Rob. trash. I'm sorry. I mean, are we just coming horrible, around? To are you sorry about that, thing. though? I, you, sorry know, about what? you know what I am sorry. In your opinion. What I'm oh, sorry no. for though is the young is the young girls like the daughters of the you know because well I suppose Kim has sons too, so them too. I, I'm sad for all of them because this is the this is the climate that they are being raised in is a is a group of people who care so much about their appearances above all else. It's because they monetize it. Here's a cover. I know that it's not a visual medium from Life and Style back in 2009. Here's the headline with Khloe Kardashian on the cover in her bikini. Khloe Kardashian slams critics, don't call me fat. Even after losing 25 pounds, Khloe is called fat on her wedding day. Now she fights back, quote, I'm happy and as thin as I'll ever be. So going with that, that this is a storyline that they sell about themselves yeah. Yeah. and they have been doing yeah. it forever. <sighs> when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley shame show, on you. shame on you. <laughs> you know, I love it when people say shame on you. Shame on you. Uh, when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, you know what? We, we missed something earlier that miss? I want to make sure we get to okay. a conversation about Wendy Williams. Oh, okay, sure. Uh, and uh, her thoughts on Meghan Markle after this on the Colleen and Bradley show on my talk one Oh seven one. Okay, so we need to get to uh, what Wendy Williams is saying about Meghan Markle on the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer, and Wendy Williams is making headlines. Yes, specifically on her take of Meghan Markle, and I'll explain, but I'm basically I'm torn on this take. Because I think she's right in some ways, but I also just question the way she has constantly called out Megan, and I think there's something personal there, which we can talk about as well. So um, let's start with the take. And the headline from page six, uh, because I did not see it on her show, um, but this was Wendy Williams doing what she does best, which is have opinions on the air. Mm -hmm. Shocker, we do the same thing. Um, But the headline from the page six story says, Wendy Williams tells Meghan Markle, quote, nobody feels sorry for you after... 
an emotional interview. Now, the interview, of course, she's talking about is the one that's going to air tonight on ABC that follows Har- uh, Harry and Meghan uh, on their trip uh, to South Africa. Mm-hmm. So she was talking about this on her show, and she says, quote, and this was on Tuesday's show, mm-hmm. quote, Megan, nobody feels sorry for you. You knew that you knew what you were signing up for, girl. Um, she shared some footage of the interview that Meghan Markle is doing, and we've heard bits of it, and she seems to be emotional and to share a part of herself with the camera. Mm-hmm. Um, she said at one point, when, when I first met, this is Megan, when I first met Harry, my friends were so excited. My U.S. friends were happy because I was happy. But my British friends, they were sure he was lovely, but they said I shouldn't do it because, quote, the British tabloids will destroy your life. I just didn't get it. And then that's when Wendy chimed in after playing the clip and said, yeah, you did. Meaning you got it. Yeah. Um, You knew exactly what you were doing. And I applaud her. Plotation. I don't know what that word means. Mm. Plotation on the royal situation. But please don't try to garner sympathy from us. You knew what you were doing. Okay, so here's the part of that. Like, I don't. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game. And you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Ugh, I don't know. I, I feel uncomfortable with all of this. But one of the things I will say is I think it's ridiculous that she wants us to believe that she doesn't didn't know what the British tabloids or, or just the tabloid media in general can be capable of when it comes to the royals because it is well known that the tabloids had a lot to do with the death of his mother, Princess Diana. Exactly. So it and seems, he would have made that very clear yes, to her. absolutely. Lest she miss all of the tabloid coverage that her mother was exposed to for decades. Yes, yeah. So, so I guess I just don't, that part I don't... When she says I didn't know what I was in for, you know, maybe to say, like, I didn't think it would be as bad as... I was led to believe her. I mean, there's like a, but, but at the same time, like, I I don't know. I feel like this is kind of rich coming from Wendy Williams too, to be perfectly honest. How so? To the whole, like Megan, nobody feels bad for you situation. Like when, you know, Wendy Williams has gone through a very public emotional unraveling and to point at somebody else's misfortune and say, I don't, nobody feels sorry for you. Like, I don't know. It just seems like maybe empathy would be something that she could employ. I was going to say, it seems like there's a lack of empathy. Yeah. Like, again, it's just the way she comes at her now. Remember I said it sounded like it comes from a place, uh, like a personal place. Mm -hmm. That is Wendy Williams' criticism of Meghan Markle. Because on the one hand, like, that's something we would totally say. Girl, you knew what you signed up for. You were marrying... Prince Harry, you were marrying a British royal. You were marrying in. You were agreeing to be uh, tabloid fodder uh, repeatedly. Mm-hmm. She went on to say that Markle shouldn't be surprised that paparazzi are obsessed with her. Um, adding, "quote Of course, because now, or uh, meaning you shouldn't be surprised that paparazzi want to follow you now because, of course, you're a royal. 
they weren't following you around when you were on suits. We didn't even know who you were, except when you came for employment here at Wendy and wanted to be one of our runway models. Okay, yeah, so which she's is that, bringing that up again. Which is that, like, bitchy way of bringing up a story that she has told uh, before about how uh, Meghan Markle allegedly uh, had tried to get a job on Wendy Williams. And I think there's just this thing where Wendy Williams holds on to that because like that's her only connection with Meghan Markle mm-hmm. that's her Meghan Markle story and she's going to like ride that all the way home so any opportunity she has to be like oh she might be in a castle now but at one point she was begging me for a job you know it's it's like but that's like the thing i don't think you need to add to your argument to make your argument well, you see what I'm yes, saying? Yes, absolutely. I mean, it's a little bit like... That's um, it seems kind of petty. It's, it is petty, and it is her trying to insert herself into the story um, so that, yeah, and also to like add credibility, maybe, to her argument about Meghan Markle not being that big of a deal. But I just think, you know, to your point, Bradley, it doesn't add to the argument. It actually detracts from the argument. Well, and that's why, like, that's the thing with Wendy Williams. So often she gets in the way of her own, you know, because, like, look, we are basically, like, Wendy Williams in a way. Like, yes. what we do for a living is mm. very similar to what she's doing. That's true, actually. She has hot takes on the top stories of the day. She does it with a flair and a personality that we don't necessarily do, but her personality does occasionally come across as perhaps, um, how can I describe negative? it? Negative? Well, yeah, I mean, not negative. We come across I'm as negative kidding. on occasion. That's true. Um, I just think there's something that seems to lack a certain empathy yeah. from this particular take that I feel like she could employ, especially because of where she's come from and what she's been through herself. Yeah. Like, you know what it's like to be in the public eye. And while I don't have, like, I ain't going to lose sleep for Meghan Markle. I will be fascinated by her story nonetheless because she is in a position that no one else is in. Yes. And I think that's a fascinating position to be in. Yeah. I don't have to think it's like worthy of my sorrow. But here's where the, where the empathy comes in is the the ability to understand that along with the position she's in that nobody can, you know, that we can't relate to, there are relatable pieces to that story, yeah. right? Like, you know, so maybe I'm not a like a duchess, but maybe I have found myself in a situation where I've been unfairly scrutinized and I am, and I am feeling misunderstood and upset and sad about that. Or maybe I have, and I'm not saying I, me, I'm saying like the Royal I, you know, maybe people can relate to how, um, how it feels to have some of your family, um, Dynamics exposed in a way that you weren't comfortable with. Yeah. Or, you know, you know it's, it's, so there are things to relate to. You don't have, you don't have to be a duchess. It's also, I mean, it, it would be honest to just be like, I made, I did not have any, I, I mean, I didn't realize. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I overestimated or underestimated what this experience was going to be. I thought I could handle it. Yeah. And it and turns, turns out, out I, can't. I can't. Or it is bigger than I anticipated. Or, you know, but, you know, do, like, do you need to, like, shower your sympathy upon her? No. But, you know, can you have a modicum of empathy? Yeah. I mean, I think Wendy would expect that right. from her experience. Well, I think she did expect that. All right. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we have uh, we have raised at least a hundred dollars over the goal we set in order to release one story. If we can make 
but 45 more dollars in the next five minutes, we will release two stories dun, dun, dun. about things that have happened behind closed doors at Project Down and Dirty after this on My Talk 1071. Have you been waiting for just the right job? Then welcome to the end of your search. Amazon has seasonal warehouse jobs in your area, and now is a great time to apply. You can start getting paid right away and work close to home. Applying is easy. You don't even need an interview. So what are you waiting for? Come join the team and get a great seasonal job offer today. Visit Amazon.com hiring. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer.